there's community engagement, there's branding, so logos and people understanding who you are. There's sales, obviously. There's lead generation is a big one as well. So being able to start a conversation with people to, to engage with them, to drive them to becoming a loyal customer. And the other one is, is then more along those social lines and, and people that have become sort of advocates and, and fans of yours so that they start talking to other people about you. Hi, I'm Mark Thompson, renowned sponsorship expert, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast, brought to you by the Pharmacy Guild of Australia. Focusing on pharmacy management and ownership, the PBCN podcast supports the improvement and growth of your business performance with insights and advice from a range of industry professionals. The PBCN podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. We all know the role pharmacies play in our community, but there are a lot of other local organisations that also play important roles in our communities, whether those be schools or sporting clubs, or other community activity or support groups. Now, these groups are often running engaging programs in our communities and as such attract strong memberships and loyal audiences. And they are also often looking for funding to help support their endeavours. And this provides a great opportunity for community pharmacies to sponsor these organisations, which provides wins for all involved. However, if you are considering sponsorship or maybe you are already using sponsorship, a well-thought-out approach aligned to what you are trying to achieve as a pharmacy business is crucial to sponsorship success. Mark Thompson from Consultancy Sports Rights Tech and someone with a long history of working in sponsorship across organisations like Brumbies Rugby and St Vincent de Paul, as well as being a co-founder of the world's first sponsorship management software company, Sponserve, joins us to discuss how pharmacies can best utilise sponsorships as part of their marketing and business objectives. Here's Mark. Mark, welcome to the show. Now, having worked in the sponsorship industry for some time, we often see what people would call sponsorships, but really it is also what people who work in the industry day in, day out really do call logo slapping where a brand or or a company, an organization pays money to somebody and they get in return logos on things like their website as a sponsor or maybe brochures or signs at, at a venue or maybe embroidery on a shirt and all those sorts of things. As such, how do you actually describe what real sponsorship is? Sponsorship's got many different vehicles that it can undertake and and it probably splits into a few different areas. So what you just described there is sort of the marketing side of sponsorship. But but a real sponsorship for me is partnership, right? So it's not just about paying someone to get your logo and expecting magic to happen. You've got to work for it to make it work. So if you're a smaller organisation and you just want to support your local club or school or whatever with a, a sponsorship, that actually might just be philanthropy really, which, where, which is not sponsorship where you're just giving them money and then in return they're giving you a logo because they feel like it's the right thing to do. That's not a real sponsorship, that's a donation. For me, a sponsorship is where two parties come together to leverage you know, each other for a common goal. And, you know, uh, it might be that a sporting club needs some money. You're a pharmacy. You give them said money, but you want to then have access to their audience and their crowd and their, um, you know, fan base and members and things to drive more patronage back into your pharmacy. That's real sponsorship. 
So the key thing there is that there's a business outcome, as you mentioned, and an outcome, which is the key differentiator to what might sometimes just be pure philanthropy. In the scheme of all the marketing tactics a pharmacy has as options, in what sort of circumstances and why would sponsorship be an attractive option to them? Look, it, it all depends on the objectives. So I'm, I'm very big on aligning your sponsorship benefits. And so benefits um, are the things you get or the goods you provide because there'd be a lot of sort of um, contra, I suppose, the provision of, of supplies instead of cash and so the benefits that you um, get have to align to the objectives you're trying to achieve. So if you want to be a good community citizen and, and just provide money to a local organisation um, because you, you guys are you know want to be seen as that type of person, then then what you get in return isn't so important to you. That's that's a donation. That's just you guys doing the right thing by a community. However, if you actually want a return on that, if you've got objectives you want to receive, it might be that you want more people to know the name and where you are and who you are, then the signage and the logos and things are really good. But it might also be that you want to drive more foot traffic and patronage and loyalty to your organisation, And in which case the signage isn't so important, but the interaction and engagement with the, the membership and fan base and participants of that organisation that you're sponsoring becomes really important. So it's, it's really key to understand what outcomes would be seen as a success for you before you actually enter the relationship. Speaking of success, if a pharmacy does want proper return on investment and actually identifies some objectives that they want to achieve rather than just a donation and maybe being a good community citizen, how important is it for not just the pharmacy, but also those people that they sponsor, whether they're local schools or sporting clubs or other community organisations, how important is it for them to keep top of mind the fact that sponsorship is actually part of a business's marketing, a pharmacy's marketing? Because is there a danger it's just kind of treated as a thing off to the side and not really integrated into the business? In, in old school sponsorship definitely was treated off over to the side and we, we've got a term in, in the sponsorship world that we call chairman's choice where you know which basically means the owner or or boss of, of said organization just decides what they want to sponsor based on their own personal appetite and, and likes rather than what's best for the business and that's fine that happens and and, and that, there's nothing wrong with that but if you've got to be aware of that you can't then demand big you know commercial outcomes if you're not taking the right approach to it. So for me, though, sponsorship is just a vehicle within marketing. If you, you, all your marketing is, is, is designed around creating a bigger audience that you engage with either as a trusted advisor for you know, healthcare in the pharmaceutical space or the best place to go and get your pharmaceutical needs, right? So you, you're trying to build a bigger audience. So the people you sponsor have an audience of a local um, variety or global variety, depending on how big an organisation you work with. But the, the pure goal then is to borrow that audience, provide enough value in activating your sponsorship that that audience then becomes one you own as well in your own right. So that's the cadence of what a sponsorship can provide if you have the right objectives aligned with the benefits you're receiving. 
Well, you mentioned earlier about objectives and, and a lot of this conversation is focusing on achieving things in the business or, or as part of the marketing. I'd like to crystallize those objectives a little bit more, take a little bit of a closer look at them. So generally speaking, what are the overarching objectives that a sponsorship could help a pharmacy achieve, just generally speaking? There's community engagement, there's branding um, so logos and people understanding who you are. There's sales, obviously. There's there's lead generation is a big one as well. So so being able to start a conversation with people to to engage with them to to drive them to becoming a loyal uh, customer. And you know the the other one is is then more along those social lines and and people that are become sort of advocates and and fans of yours so that they start talking to other people about you as well and so that's um, sort of more like a social engagement type of an objective that you want to achieve so they're kind of some really key areas that overarch it and then there's some you know different things that you can ask for which help you achieve those objectives if you've been in business long enough you've probably had a sponsorship package come across your desk or if you obviously a pharmacy maybe across your your counter some organisations like local football clubs and schools and other community groups, they just simply create levels of sponsorship packages, say bronze, silver, gold, platinum, and those packages will have a predefined list of, of benefits, the, the things that the pharmacy will get, whether that's signage or access to databases, whatever it might be. That's not actually a great approach because it doesn't show any real understanding of what a particular pharmacy business is trying to achieve. So, Mark, what should a pharmacy do if they get a package sponsorship proposal? Because they usually just turn up cold. It just turns up one day either on the email or somebody drops it off. But the pharmacy thinks, actually, this organisation could be good to sponsor. What should they do? A lot of people are scared to have a conversation around, you know, what what could be a good opportunity because the package might might include things that they don't like. So there's two things you do. Firstly, go through the package and understand what in that package is advertising to us and helps us align to our objectives. And the second thing would be to actually have a conversation with the organisation that has sent that to you, if you're interested in it, and talk them through, you know, why certain things aren't advertising for you. Like there's a there's a lot of benefit in that for the rights holder as well, the rights holder being, you know, the organisation seeking sponsorship where you can release some benefits back to them that they could go sell to someone else if you're not going to use them. It doesn't mean that you you value the sponsorship opportunity less than the stuff. And a lot of rights holders get stuck in the whole, we've got to throw a heap of things at you for you to find value. You could literally get, you know, pay a fee for a sponsorship and just, and just get one major deal out of it because you've got a, you know, a big customer cohort that come and engage with you as, as a result of that one benefit and then that makes that sponsorship worthwhile. You don't need the tickets and the turning up to events and things like that. That's just showing support. And, and a lot of rights holders get stuck in that. So you can actually help them out by explaining to them, look, these are our objectives. This is what we would see as success from any partnership we have. From your proposal, these are the things we're interested in. But have you got anything else that could help us to, to get to the outcome we're after? Well, let's say that process goes well. They come up with a package and an agreement and a pharmacy decides to sponsor, for example, a local junior sporting club. Let's say 
I don't know, let's say it's a two-year deal, what sort of level of engagement and communication? Because you spoke earlier about how partnerships are important and it's not just a transaction. So what sort of level of engagement and communication would you expect that local junior football club to have with the pharmacy on an ongoing basis? Because I'd imagine that they shouldn't just sign them up, take their money and not talk to them for two years until the deal was done, right? I would expect during the content delivery part of the calendar, so if it's a, a local sporting club during the season, um, you'd, you'd have con- contact on a, on a weekly or at least bi-weekly basis, be it an email or a phone call or whatever. And then, you know, you, you definitely want to have it at least biannually, at very worst, biannually reporting, which is sort of, you know, talking through how the partnership's going, how the club's going, sort of growth metrics. And, and that should be mutual. That should be uh, both ways. I, I think not enough where the brands are, are sharing back with the people they're sponsoring how success is coming as a result of the partnership and where it's coming from and where it might need to be worked on. Because, you know, for me, the rights holders are blind to that. And it's unfair sometimes for them just to get a hit and nose and say, hey, we're not sponsoring you anymore because it didn't work for us when there'd been no remedy or um, you know, communication back the other way to, to let them know it wasn't working and perhaps try and workshop how we can find success. So you know, for me, a lot of the uh, packaging and, and benefits need to be malleable. You might think at the outset that getting free tickets for your staff to a local you know, soccer match is going to be fantastic, but the staff then don't take it up. You that that's you should be able to change that. You should be able to say, hey, those that the staff aren't taking up. We don't need the tickets anymore. What would actually be valuable for us would be um, the ability to send an email to your members. We all obviously see a lot of high-profile sponsorships, just generally walking around and watching sport on TV or other organisations. But what are some benefits? that small businesses might not even know are available through sponsorships. So we see a lot of high-profile sponsorships. We see logos on buildings and shirts and players and memorabilia and all this sort of stuff, not usually accessible for a small business like a pharmacy. So when they're supporting and sponsoring local community organisations, what are some benefits that they might expect that could help their business? Again, it comes back to the to the objectives you're trying to achieve. So if we kind of look at the um, the overarching, you know, if we let, let's get deeper onto the objectives first. So so you got brand awareness, which I mentioned. You got sort of brand positioning, which is which is different, right? That is positioning your sponsorship as a as a certain picture to your audience, like a good community citizen, or if it's a globe or, or a big national sponsorship a big pharmacy brand, right? So a trusted um, sort of positioning rather than just awareness. Um, You've got networking, you're building an audience, relationship building, community engagement, sales, and then qualified leads. So if we pick a small organization, which is the one you asked me about, and so let's just say community engagement is is one of those um, objectives you're trying to achieve. You're trying to engage with your local community to, to get, you know, them to become loyal customers of yours. There's a few key benefits there which are kind of out of the box, right? Ones you would normally see, uh, you know, people getting spoken about on social media or sending an email or or making special offers to members. But another thing that, that you might, um, you know, not 
see is user-generated content or the use of ambassadors for endorsements. And with the, with the sort of advent of, of social media and, you know, all the different apps that are in there and, and things, there's some really cool UGC user generated content that is really easy to produce that you could have of like the, the coach or one of the star players or whatever, just filming themselves on socials going in and shopping at your store or, um, you know, generating content around utilizing products and, and things that they can buy in the pharmacy, you know, within their sporting organization, strapping tape or, you know, um, band-aids or, yeah, well, or even, you know, the post-match, they've had a shower and they're chucking on some perfume that they've bought in a, in a pharmacy, which you can buy widely now, right? So, you know, that, that sort of user-generated content is super easy. You can do it on a, on a mobile phone. The, the actual rights holder can do it themselves. You guys don't have to have the, you know, filming and um, production material that you used to have once upon a time. Um, but the other sort of stuff is is integrations. So digital content integrations is one, which we just spoke about, but actual integrations, you know, with each other. So you're sponsoring the organization and you're expecting them to promote you, but you want that sponsorship to work. So you also need to promote that you are sponsoring them. So using their IP, so that, that might be promoting that within your store that you're a proud partner, that might be um, having junior registrations happening out the front of your store um, and things like that to, to prove that you're, you're involved in that small organisation and you're part of the community. And stuff like that, community engagement, it's not one-way traffic it's, and that's where I come back to it's a, a good sponsorship is actually a partnership. I want to come back to that point about user-generated content because my mind was starting to tick over when you were talking about people putting on perfume and aftershave and products and, and getting strapping tape and all that sort of stuff. That production, it doesn't need to be super serious and perfect. It could actually be quite raw, but it also could be a lot of fun and there could be jokes and all that sort of stuff because it is social media, right? Yeah, the authentic is better. You know, if it if it doesn't look genuine and and doesn't look sort of fake, it's it's more engaging for your audience. You know, to have a something that is seemingly ad hoc, like you know, the if you're say looking after the here in Canberra sponsoring the Tuggeranong Vikings Junior Rugby Union Club, and you've got one of the the, the first grade Vikings players coming into the store and filming themselves in there getting their COVID. Uh, you know, vaccine and making sure that they're saying where they've got it. That's really genuine integration. That's really genuine user-generated content, which is raw and filmed by the user themselves and shared by both you and the rights holder. And that's where it's sort of important. It doesn't even need to have branding on it, right? You don't even need to have an intro or outro sometimes. It just needs because it, 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 it's really genuine. Listeners, full disclosure in a previous life, Mark and I were business partners when we launched the world's first software for managing sponsorships. And one thing we developed to help people was a little discussion slash selling tool called Sponsorship Planner. And the idea was that it helps organizations and a business or a brand work through a bespoke sponsorship package that they are both committed to and know that is aligned to the outcomes that both organizations want. So 
we thought, Mark and I thought it would be a good idea to maybe role play a brief sponsorship discussion. Mark's at the other end here. He's got the cards in front of him. So he's going to use this product to uh, role play a brief sponsorship discussion. Mark, let's pretend you're a community sporting club. Let's say you're a pretty big one in a well-populated area. I'm a community pharmacy owner. You've made contact. I've agreed to have a coffee with you. I want to explore the opportunity of sponsoring your organisation, but I'm not sure how it's going to help my pharmacy. Take it away. So the first thing is is, is let's get an idea of, of what your objectives are. So uh, what are you looking to achieve from this partnership uh, and sponsorship? Because we've got you know a few different categories that we can help you with and then benefits that sit underneath those categories. So you know, are you interested in relationship building? Oh, yeah, maybe. What about getting some qualified leads? Oh, look, I mean, leads would turn into sales and I'm definitely here as a business owner to, to, to make money. So, yes, potentially leads, but definitely sales at the end of the day. Yeah, so generating sales is probably more important than lead. Leads is something you cultivate. You're trying to find, you know, actual physical customers. So sales would be more important. Networking? No, I don't have a lot of time for networking. <laughs> uh, community engagement? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like we really do see ourselves as an important part of, of this community and, and we love to support the community. We know we play an important role in the community, so absolutely I'd love to engage with them more. Uh, building an audience. So using your sponsorship to you know take the audience of the our club and try to turn it into your own. So... Uh, you know, you're, you're trying to get our participants and our members and everything to become your customers rather than just borrowing ours and trying to talk to our uh, our audience, but they're our loyal customers. You want to try and create some loyalty from them towards you so they become your audience and our audience. Well, we, we do a regular newsletter with health news and specials and upcoming events and workshops and things like that and the services that we offer. We're always trying to add more people to that database. Could we use that to help build our database? Yeah, for sure. There's, there, and there's many different things under there. And then the branding piece, like the people in the in the community already know who you are and what you stand and what you stand for. Yes, definitely. Yep. So, do, you know, is the logo slapping and stuff something important to you or not? No, not really. I, I mean, as you've said, I think obviously generating sales is huge and we're an important part of the community. So we want to engage with them and ultimately you know, we know that our email marketing and our social marketing and the posts that we put on social media are important. So if we can grow that audience, I'm pretty sure we can, my amazing staff will, will help us turn those into sales. All right. So we'll leave the branding piece out. So we've got four categories really of, of um, different partnership benefits that will align to your objectives. So there's relationship building, generating sales, community engagement, and and building an audience. So the trick now is to go through and all of the different uh, benefits that we can provide you as a sporting organisation that are appealing to you that you think you would use that align to those four objectives. So if we can step through those, we, we, we can offer up some ambassadors. We've got some well-known community figures within our club that could um, you know, be, some, be ambassadors for you, to, and, and that would align um, with the relationship building, the community engagement and the building an audience so that the one benefit can help tick the box and gen basically could also generate sales. So that one benefit could help tick the box of all four of your 
different um, objectives. Yeah, definitely. I think there's a bunch of players in your club who do some amazing things on social media that I see, and if we could work with them together, that'd be huge. So the B2B opportunities probably doesn't really suit across any of those things, um, and, and you're trying to build relationships with community rather than businesses. But one thing that might work across most of these areas as well is running some competitions um, for our members because that would help with um, both community engagement and building an audience because you're providing stuff that they want to engage with that they could win something. Do you have the ability to give stuff away? Yeah, absolutely. Whenever we run competitions on social media or through our email database, we always get lots of sign-ups. So that'd be that'd be huge, yeah. Yeah. Um, we've spoken about um, digital content. There's two different parts of that. There's, there's providing digital content that is shared through social media and then there's email marketing. They're two different things. So, you know, digital content will help with generating sales and building an audience because you can have that influencer-style approach to it by utilizing our ambassadors so that 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 kind of ties in with that ambassador piece as well but then we also have our email marketing which actually ticks all the boxes that you're looking to achieve oh both of them sound great to me yeah so the email marketing would sit nicely with the competitions and then the digital content would sit nicely with the ambassadors so now um you know we're sitting in a position here where we have um you know four benefits but they all clearly align to all of your objectives and they tie into each other so we can actually leverage some some of the stuff we're doing to achieve and utilise multiple benefits. Another good one for you um, may be an event sponsor. What sort of events do you run apart from like just the games and trainings and things like that that you play? Golf day, um, presentation night, uh, business lunch, things like that. Well, I could be interested in those. Yeah, I mean, I, I play a little bit of golf and I usually eat lunch. Well, let's sit that to the side. It might not be, you know, something you utilise um, totally. But you know, I think from going through all of all of this stuff, um, you know, the one thing that really, really, I I think can tie into everything we do is member offers and tied in with social media access and the user generated content. So you mean like offering your members and and players and and families and all that sort of stuff special offers in my pharmacy yes you know if, if they're members of our sporting club that to shop with you guys and then you know the user generated content and then the social media to share those things across the email marketing across the um, ambassadors across our digital content um, you know I think that those sorts of benefits would would help to achieve all four of your objectives there cool Sounds great. So we're left with we're left with seven different benefits that we can offer you as part of your sponsorship. Um, all of them align to what you're trying to achieve from your marketing. Um, so do you want me just to run through those things with you again? Yes, please. That'd be great. And then uh, and then if you're happy with that, I can pull together a proposal and send it over to you. Sounds amazing. Cool. So we've got user generated content, which helps to align to the uh, community engagement and building an audience. Um, we've got digital content, which then is, you know, utilising that user-generated content to share, um, but perhaps even some other things. That, and that can help push sales. If you guys have got any you know, sales or, or new products or things coming up, then you can share that through the digital channels that we have. 
you know, both of those things are then leveraged into the use of ambassadors within our organisation as well. So some of our star players or coaches can be leveraged for that. Then the thing that sort of sits in between all of that is social media. So we've got some different social channels that we can sort of promote you guys on on, on that sort of side of the sort of raw content and digital content and use of ambassadors. And then on the sort of driving new foot traffic and building an audience and, you know, the community engagement and generating sales side of things, we, we sort of could, could run some email marketing um, and social media where, where we can give you guys the opportunity to run some competitions for giveaways, but moreover member offers to drive people into your store. So there's seven different benefits that are all done pretty low um, cost and low effort and low touch for you, but, you know, help to really get into the faces of our, our members and participants and help to align with the four different objectives that you've outlined you're trying to achieve. Sounds amazing. So you'll go away, maybe top this up, and obviously we're going to talk about price. Yeah, so, I mean, the, what, what we can do now is because of the types of things you've, you've outlined there, uh, it would be a good, a good for me to sort of get an idea on, on budget. I can come back to you on a price if you don't know what that budget is. Um, but the, the things that we've we've outlined there, we can we can probably ratchet up and down based on volumes because you know we can we can if your budget's relatively small and you want to put a toe in the water, we can have less instances of those um, different pieces of engagement with our audience. Or if you if you really have a budget that aligns well with us, we can we can make it more regular. Outstanding. Well, there you have it, listeners. That's how you can have a conversation with an organisation that you might be looking to sponsor. It's much better than just getting a cold package and having to pick something that maybe fits with what you're looking to achieve in your pharmacy business. That sort of approach is much more aligned to ensuring that what you're getting out of your sponsorship is actually aligned to what you're trying to achieve marketing-wise and then business-wise inside your pharmacy. But an absolute disclaimer, you definitely don't need the cards that Mark was using at the other end there. We just use those just to help frame and give you an example of how a proper sponsorship conversation could happen where you're trying to explore what an organization can give you and making sure that you're tight on what you want to achieve out of that. So Mark, great chat. I look forward to getting my sponsorship proposal, but in all seriousness, thanks so much for coming on the show and sharing your expertise and advice on sponsorship for community pharmacies. No worries, Daniel. Thanks for having me. What a fantastic conversation about an area that many pharmacies engage in, but may not necessarily develop a strategy around. Community engagement, branding, and collaboration are all important aspects of a community pharmacy, both for the benefits of patients, but also for the growth of the pharmacy business. Check out the Guild's Framework for Change document, which outlines pathways and actions to help pharmacy businesses to leverage brand and engage with community at guild.org. And by typing framework for change into the search bar. If you'd like more information about Sponsorship Planner, the card system that Mark and I used during our little example there at the end, it is a little hard to come by these days, but please connect with Mark Thompson, that's T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N on LinkedIn, or there is a complete free ebook that you can download that walks you through the process that we spoke about and provides lots of other useful worksheets to use with those you might be looking to sponsor in your community. And to access that free ebook, simply visit coresoftware.com forward slash resource hyphen 
Library. That's Core, K-O-R-E. And the e-book is titled Aligning Benefits to Sponsor Objectives. I've been your host, Daniel Oyston, and you've been listening to episode 84 of the PBCN Podcast. The PBCN Podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. For more resources, to access support or advice, or to view this episode's show notes, visit guild.org.au.